Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, interior decorator, Darla Powell. And on today's show, we're going to talk about client communication and transparency and really how not to be afraid of answering and asking the tough questions with Hilaire Martin. Hilaire Pickett-Martin grew up quite literally in the interior design business. She is a graduate of Elon University and she handles design lines communications and applies her enthusiasms and passion to promoting the firm. She also oversees all of the accounting and day-to-day operations and uses her inborn knowledge of the business to pitch in wherever she can. Her favorite vacation spot, Whistler, British Columbia and new hobbies. In recent years, she says she's learned to wakeboard and snowboard. You're a braver woman than I am. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Hilaire Pickett-Martin to the show. Hey there, Hilaire Martin. Thanks for joining us on the show. How the hell are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm terrific and so thrilled to have you here. Today, we're talking about a subject that we haven't talked about in a while. We're talking about client communication uh, pricing and transparency, all kinds of goodies. So let's let's get into communication with clients and how important that is. And then the second part of this will be the transparency part. I'm really curious to hear your take and how your firm um, handles this. But let's talk about um, setting up those expectations in the beginning to start with client communication. And in the green room, we were chatting that I had some angina about setting up expectations when I was doing a full-time interior design Um because I just kind of wanted to spray and pray, <laughs> right? And everything's going to go great. I don't want any pushback at the beginning. I don't want to lose the job. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that, and then we'll dive in. Um, as far as transparency goes, I mean, I think it starts at that first meeting with the client. Um, you know, my mother always talks about um, really listening. And I think that is very key up front. Um, you know, understanding the client's challenges or way in which, you know, their home is not functional for them um, and they want to improve certain aspects. So I think it starts out at the very first initial meeting. Um, And then just really, really understanding um, what it is they ultimately want. Because in design, it's very personal. So every project is going to be different. So if you are very um, clear in just hearing what they want and what they ultimately want to be you know, for their home, I think that is the first step. So how are we handling ongoing communication once a client has hired us and signed with us and setting up those expectations? So just out of curiosity, how does Design Line Signature handle that? Um, Well, supply chains are a part of that equation too, but... um, (laughs) Right now, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We set expectations um, when we're even in the design presentation. So we might show them um, design choices that are um, have big lead times, and we articulate that. Um, you know, going back to that initial meeting, we also try and understand their challenges, but also too, like their budget, their time frame, yeah. um, and their budget, even if it's a range, or even if the time frame's like, you know, next year. Okay, great. Or if it's you know six weeks from now, well, we're just really authentic in our, you know, conversation to them and just saying like, look, you know, this is what we can do in six weeks. This is what we can't do. And so we just are clear with that. 
Let me pull you back just a second here because you said a, you said the B word. What? Budget. <laughs> you said budget. And that is one of the biggest pain points for interior designers, architects in getting a budget range for from interior design clients. And I know that a lot of people, especially newer designers, will just be, um, okay, this is the our raid and we're just going to go design because they're afraid to get a budget from them or they're afraid, you know, and they do the presentation are like, Mr. and Mrs. Client, it's gonna be a hundred grand. And they're like, Oh, my God, my budget is, you know, 15,000 or $20,000. Because they didn't want to say in the beginning. So when you're having the client communication, the first meetings, how are you getting? uh, Give us some tips or techniques for pulling those teeth and getting that budget from a client. Uh, yeah, that's a great, great thought. And, you know, there's several different approaches to that. I think one is really, if, if clients do have maybe a number, but they're afraid to share it with the designer or um, for whatever reason, just don't want to reveal it. We even say just a budget range, give us a high, give us a low. Maybe clients want to have some investment pieces. For example, like they want to spend you know, if they want to look at a room, let's say the living room, for example, and they know they have, I don't know, $20,000 to spend. Okay, well, where do you want to spend money on your investment pieces? So that's another approach is identifying um, pieces within the space that you're willing to spend money on. Maybe, you know, I don't know, side tables are not that important. You know, you want them to look great and functional, obviously be able to put, you know, a coffee mug or a book on, but you know, you can do lower priced items there. So budget range, you could do by value engineering on specific pieces. Um, and, you know, where do they want to spend their money on? For for the uninitiated, what is value engineering? <laughs> value engineering is our fancy word of saying, like working within a budget or value engineer. <laughs> so you say a sofa is 5,000, you need to value engineer it, meaning like bring it down a little bit. Um, you know, there's always, what is it? Three things you can have. You can have price, function, quality. Those are the three things, but you can't always have three at the same time. So you might have to sacrifice one of those. So if you value engineer the price, well, you may not have the best quality or um, you might still have the function, you know, so it kind of, you got to (laughs) pick. I see. I see. Okay. Um, Okay. So let's, since we're talking about budget and we're talking about pricing um, and this might be too personal. Let me know if you don't want to share it. But how are you guys pricing? Are you pricing hourly? Are you doing a flat rate? We have new construction clients. We have renovation clients, remodeling clients. um, And we also have clients who come to us for furnishings. So there is a breadth of diversity as far as scope of project goes. Um, When we do new construction, it is um, fee-based. And then we do a combination of hourly for renovations um, and then obviously percent of sale for furnitures. So how are you communicating those boundaries and expectations with clients? Let's start with, um, let's say, let's start with a flat fee. Because one of the biggest issues with a flat fee for, especially for newer designers who don't have the experience to, um, you know, put that situation together is scope creep. So how are, how are we communicating with clients for a flat fee that, um, hey, there's not going to be any scope creep. And if there is, it's going to be chichingage. We are We articulate how we are with them throughout every step of the process. And we let them know what they will receive as a result of the fee. So it's, you know, here's the fee and here's um, what we will do through those 18 months um, through the new construction process. Um, so we are very upfront as far as communicating um, to the client what they will receive as a result of the fee. 
And what do your touch points look like? Do you have like systems and procedures for X client gets this many touch points this often during a project? Does that change? Um, as it relates to new construction, we're always doing um, reoccurring meetings um, with clients. And sometimes that could ebb and flow with the builder. It could ebb and flow with, you know, the architect um, or going to showrooms to meet and find um, mm-hmm. resources, tile selections, plumbing. So it... We are, as far as a touch point goes, we are pretty frequent touch point. I mean, it's a it's a weekly or every other week. Again, setting those expectations up front with the client of, right. you know, how how often can you meet if it relates to new construction? How often can you meet? Um, are there any scheduling, you know, uh, challenges that we need to be aware of? Um, you know, because everybody has a role. The designer yeah. has a role. The client has a role the builder or any part of the construction process or even remodeling. Um, And so we really rely on that team effort approach there. Hey, if you're a longtime listener of Designed by Wingnut Social, you probably have heard me talk about our amazing social media marketing strategy for interior designers and architects and how really, really good it is. I mean, five-star reviews across the board, but just don't take my word for it. Listen to Stacey Martin of The Freshmaker. Before using Wingnut Social, I was lost and crying in a dark corner of the internet. I had no idea how to really run my social media in a way that attracted those dream clients I was looking for and really grew my social media following. So as a longtime listener of the Wingnut Social podcast, naturally I reached out to Darla Powell and her awesome team for help and help they did. It was an amazing experience. I received a step-by-step tutorial on how to increase engagement, how to increase likes, and ultimately how to capture those dream clients and those dream projects I was really looking for. And the whole process just exceeded my expectations. I could not recommend Wingnut Social enough. They're so fun to work with. They really know what they're doing. And I am so glad I turned to them for help with my social media marketing. Wingnut Social, we love you. Thank you, Stacey Martin. We love you too. And we love to see the results that you're achieving using the Wingnut Social strategy. Thank you so much. I heard a really great tip and we started utilizing this at Darla Powell Interiors when you know I was doing that is that every Friday regardless of if, if there's been any progress on the design or anything happening we update them we just send an email hey Mr. Client um, we are still you know doing this that for your project you know this is what's happening this is the update at, at minimum is, is that something that you guys do as well even if it's like you know the project nothing really crazy has happened in a while because as it relates to new construction, or e- I mean, even any project or renovation, mm-hmm. clients know they can always reach us. They can always call us for anything. Um, we don't have like a specific day that we reach out to every client, like you were mentioning, um, Darla, yeah. but we do, as it relates to furnishings, I'm going through expediting. I'm looking at orders and um, I'm always, um, you know, in contact with clients in in sort of the update of their project. Um, so it just, it's a personal approach. Um, we don't want to have like a set procedure, um, if you will, but, um, it's just the personal, um, communication along the way. All right. Here's the, here's the $1 million question. What do you say to those clients who, when you're doing the consultation or you're, you're doing the proposal, they're like, Hey, are you passing along your discounts for furnishings or, or such like that? What is the golden answer there? 
Um, we're very upfront with how we price in our markup in our contracts. And so clients know that upfront. So typically when we're presenting, um, they don't have those questions. They, <laughs> they really trust the design process and we outline everything about our markup and um, how we work in the, in the contract. And so they know that right away. I, I love that. So when you're doing the consultation, is someone actually sitting down and, and going over that and saying, here's here's how we work. This is part of the design fee, because some designers have like a little angina about charging for design fees and then charging a markup for furnishings. What would you tell that designer? That's a great question. Um, we don't do <laughs> necessarily design fees and and markup together. Like it, okay. if you are going to if we are procuring the furniture, we don't do hourly fees on top of that we do we do hourly like in renovations or in construction process again it depends on the type of project um Mm -hmm. and what is what is needed um so like if we're redoing a master bath remodel for example we're going to do hourly um now if we have a client who comes to us and says hey we need our whole living room redone our master bathroom or not bathroom, uh, master bedroom furnishings, we're going to go, um, obviously, um, markup and percent of sale. So. so you wouldn't charge for the hours that it would take to procure those or to go, you know, to go to market or find those things or search on the internet or what have you? You're just, you're just making the markup on that furnishings, mm-hmm. which is, it, are you charging retail for that? Or at least, you know, a little bit below retail? How does your market work? Um, a little what bit below recommend? retail, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's that's what I was doing as well. Yeah. And a lot of designers are doing that. Okay. So those the hours spent procuring the furnishings, are you finding that the markup is more than covering that to make up for we're not charging design time for sourcing? Correct. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So and that's working for you because you guys are, are doing volume and on and uh, all that as well. So you're doing residential and commercial or build con- design build or um we do ninety eight percent residential. Okay. I was just, just yeah. double checking. That's what I thought, but I was just double checking there. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, we touched on it a, a smidge, but about scope creep, right? So you've been incredibly communicative mm-hmm. with your clients. They they know what to expect. I'm guessing they're not tech giving you text messages at midnight and you're not responding to those, <laughs> right? So <clears throat> what do you, what is your process and what is how how would you respond to a client who said, you know, this is great, but um, can we just add this, you know, the, the the little reading nook over here, you know, to your flat rate situation? What would you tell them? Well, flat rate is really only like new construction. So flat rate is only for new construction. So design is hourly. So if it's procured through us, it is oh. percent of sale. If like, let's say it's remodeling, that is hourly. Do they have the option of procuring it through another avenue? I mean, they could, but then when we would charge them <laughs> hourly for our time, that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. like explicit and that's in, in our contract. contract. Yeah. Um, okay. If you know, we do the design and they decide to not move forward, then they have to bill Smart. for the hourly. <laughs> All right, I love it. Okay, Hilaire, is there anything that I forgot to ask you with uh, regards to communications or you know transparency with clients that you think that the designers need to hear before we get into the what up wingnut round? I mean, I th- I think you know we touched on the the first part of the process, um, but I think it's also very important to touch on the back end of the process, meaning okay. like 
the, you know, the point at which, okay, so you've done procurement of furniture, it's on purchase order. And then the, the, the final couple of steps are very important. I mean, that's the part sometimes of why we do what we do is to see the end result. And so communication about delivery, um, there's been a huge weight and pressure upon expediting <laughs> the past you know, year and a half, two years. And yeah. so I'm very upfront with clients. I let them know as of right now, you know, this is where your furniture stands. It could change. It could improve. It could also back, um, you know, back up as far as timing goes. Um, and so people just understand. I mean, I think that's everybody, you know, I think coming out of COVID, everybody was very aware. We're all human, you know, and so everybody is aware of, of supply chain issues and and um, what our industry is dealing with right now. Um, and so, there's that. And then there's also installation. We are on every install. Um, we are there being sure things come off the truck and they are awesome. They're in great condition. If they're not, we inform the client. We, um, you know, work towards either repair process or returning or working with vendors to get it right. Um, and then um, we communicate with clients at the end, obviously with the final balance and their in invoice. So I think there's there's that first process of understanding really well at the beginning, their design and their ultimate goals that they want for their home. And then seeing that through the entire process to me is a part of that transparency for um, clients and the way we work. How much pain and money and Anjana does your systems and processes for communicating with clients and setting up those expectations at the very beginning save you in the long run? I think it saves a lot because um, they just they just know that process. I mean, we even articulated on our website very well. Um, you know, here are the steps that we as a firm go through. Um, and depending on your project, this is what it looks like. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's, you know, just for conversation to help continuity um, to get the best end result. Yeah, I think um, some designers might be apologetic a little bit, you know, to push that this is the expectations, this is the price, this is the way we work, it's a business, it's not a hobby, make money. Um, you know, we want to make money, it's not a hobby. So I think that is super important. Hilary, thank you so much for, for giving us your insights on how you do that with your firm as a default COO <laughs> of Design Line Signature. But now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I'll be ready. Yep. <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? I lived well. Oh, I love it. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food forever. What is it? Choice baked potatoes. Oh, oh very good one. <laughs> and there's potassium and vitamin C, a very good survival choice as well. I, I applaud. Thanks. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you either personally or professionally? Right now, I am still in the process of finishing up her book, but it um, I actually have it right here. It's called Feeding the Soul, and it's by a lady named Tabitha Brown. And I actually follow her on Instagram, but um, she is a unapologetic, beautifully well-written book, um, and she has a lot of great personality. So it's uh, served me well personally and also professionally. Hilaire, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and Design Line Signature. They can go to designlinesignature.com 
and they can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Design Line Signature. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for this Wingnut Wednesday's interview episode. Be sure to follow us on Designed by Wingnut Social over there on YouTube and give us a like and a subscribe. Tell your friends what the hell. Tell your enemies. And remember, until next week, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. <laughs> oh jeez! Myself, hold on. <coughs> Edit. <coughs> Hello, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and uh, yeah. <laughs> Bluebird. How do you get a budget from your interior design clients, and what do you say to them when they say, "Hey, are you going to pass along your discount?" Find out. Stick around on your butt. But before we get into that, thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. None. Zero f-ing clue what I wanted to do. Okay, let me see if I can do this. Hilaire Pickett... Bleep, can't do it. Good boy, Mango.